Lonsdale Key, waiting on the C bus, heading down to BC Place, the big domey one, not where the Canucks play, that's GM Place, or the garage, as people say it. I call it the rink where the Canucks play. BC Place is the big domey one, the big puffy dome next to it, and there's an auto show there today. But I got 23 minutes to kill before the C bus, and I actually see the C bus rolling in. You know, it only runs every half hour on weekends, and it is a Oh, it's a blissfully cloudy uh, Sunday. You know, it's been this kind of springtime weather here in Vancouver recently, and, and the cherry blossoms and the plum blossoms are out in the trees, and that's all nice and everything, but, you know, I kind of like it when it gets all windy and a little bit drizzly and rainy, and the, and the, and the cherry blossoms fall all over the road and kind of make this, this trail of confetti for you to follow along. Ah, oh, it's an excellent time of year. You can hardly tell, you know, whether it's October or April, aside from the uh, blossoms on the trees. You know, but I love watching the tugboats, the the Charles H. Kate uh, 2, 3 through 10, all up here, pulling in and out of the harbor. The, there's a big ferry dry dock. There's big freighters coming in and out. I'm starting to learn what the different kinds of freighters are. I see there's the ones that bring the wood chips, and there's the ones that bring in the containers and such not. But that's neither here nor there. The more important thing is that I've got a couple things, a couple uh, newspaper articles and such not I've been meaning to tell you about, you know, and... Uh, yeah, and just happens I have them with me. I got a couple minutes to kill, so synchronicity has taken place. So uh, the first one, where is it? So you know this fascism, post nine eleven fascism. I don't want to be cynical about the, the the people who lost their lives in nine eleven and and the perils that we as human beings face when traveling in uh, the modern age or whatever. But this is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this has gone too far, right? So there we are, England. I'm not there, but there's a guy, and there's in England. And he's getting on a plane to go to London from Northern England. And uh, from the Durham Tees Valley Airport in Northern England. And judging by his name, he's maybe some kind of Middle Eastern descent, Haraj. But his last name is Mann, with two N's. A good, uh, good German name. 24 years old. And he hadn't even done anything on the plane, right? He was riding a taxi to catch the plane to go to London. And the taxi driver um, became alarmed and worried and decided to report to the authorities because uh, young Haraj was uh, listening on his portable MP3 player. I'm not sure if it was an iPod or another brand, but it's portable MP3 player. And he was listening to what's probably uh, probably one, well, well, it's definitely one of the top few, but if not the best rock and roll album of all time, The Clash's London Calling. You get two uh, discs of vinyl for your listening pleasure on that, and both of them are phenomenal. I can't decide which side I like the best. Although Perhaps the best song is the hidden track, Train in Vain. But anyway, I digress. He, uh, young Haraj, was in the taxi, and he was singing along to the title track, London Calling, and which features lyrics like, Now war is declared, and battle comes down, and meltdown expected. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So he's singing along in the taxi, getting ready for his trip to London, enjoying it. 24 years old, remember, this is pretty good that he's uh, listening to Clash's London Calling. You know, that warms the cockles of my heart. So anyway, taxi driver dude gets all noited out because he's all uptight. And he's like, oh, there's the, the, the brown Middle Eastern guy singing about meltdown expected and London's burning and all this, right? And uh, so he goes and reports him to the authorities who ceremoniously drag him off the plane and harass him and treat him like a terrorist suspect. And, uh, and, you know, and he's telling the cops and the newspapers later, 
uh, that he'd also been listening to Proko Harum and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and sing along to all those, but the, 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 the taxi driver only managed to pick out the, uh, oh my god, London's burning and meltdown, exp- oh yeah, he's, he, he's clearly a terrorist. And in my mind, man, you know, that's, that's, uh, what do they call that in law? Preemptive meditation? Like, you can't be arrested for a crime that you haven't done yet, right? And, uh, oh, it looks like the sea bus is pulling in. I didn't have as much time as I expected. Hold on. Alright, well I misjudged the time terribly, but we're comfortably ensconced under my beloved sea bus now. Oh, and there's an owl. They got these fake owls, right? To uh, scare away the birds and uh, and rats or varmints or whatnot. So anyone, young Haraj, busted, hauled off the plane. I hope he gets a huge apology and that taxi driver gets for his uh, ignorance and, uh, and prejudice. Alright, next up, North Shore News. This is like the free local crappy paper that comes to the front door of the house. Alright, it's the free not crappy paper that comes to the house. Uh, the cover of the April 5th edition, West Van blows open door to pot bus. And I'm like, huh? What's that? And I look at the picture and it's a house up on in the British properties, and the British properties, like the mo- among the most, well, this the most expensive property up in West Vancouver, in all of Canada, right? And it's a fancy neighborhood, and it used to be owned. That whole chunk of land was owned by the Guinness family back in the day. And uh, so, anyway, this guy had a rental house up there, and he was using propane to help his grow up because the propane you can use it for an alternative energy source, but when it burns, it creates uh, carbon monoxide which you want for your uh, plants. Did I say that right? I'm not a chemist. Anywho, apparently he had, uh, well, misjudged uh, his usage of the propane and blew out the entire side of the house, littering the yard with uh, with his uh, cannabis plants. Uh, <coughs> damage to the home is more than $100,000. 34-year-old Vancouver resident was conscious and distraught when paramedics arrived. I'd say distraught would be a good word. He's expected to survive, but his injuries are extremely severe. So he's burnt shit, and the and he's blown out his house, lost his crop, probably get sued for civil damage for the damage to the house, and uh, he'll probably do some. Uh, well, he's going to get himself in a wee bit of trouble one way or another. The uh, police were still starting an investigation because they were scared to go. Well, they were concerned about going into the house. I shouldn't say scared, um, because the house had been so blown up, it was like unstable, right? But just on a brief walk around um, in the yard, uh, it's clear what was going on because it was hydroponic equipment and there was illegal wiring and, and plants. And, jeez, uh, tough break for that kid. But uh, it's pretty interesting. The pictures are, are quite stunning because there's like the whole house is blown out. There's like blinds and, you know, the, the little uh, level or blinds and such not. And the entire south wall is just gone. It's just... Uh, it's, well, it's just gone. So I thought that was uh, rather amusing as well. Probably not all that amusing for him, though, wouldn't you say? All right, next up, where's my notes? I'm digging through my stuff here. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I told you about moving everything over to the blogs. Did I mention that to you? Yes, everything's been moved over to blogs. UncleWeed.wordpress.com. Go check it out, leave comments. And if there's any problems with the feeds, you know... Let me know. 
and now another podcast I've been listening to, I've been meaning to tell you about because it just I just laugh my bag off every time I hear these guys the Unmajestic podcast it's a couple of dudes from Scotland and they mostly talk about movies well the, the podcast is about movies but they mostly talk about whatever including uh, they're quitting smoking they're stopping the fags because um, they just en- enacted a, a smoking ban in public in Scotland and uh, they got some uh, mixed opinions about that. It's encouraging them to quit because it's miserable standing outside in Scotland in the uh, to have your fag that you're already paying five quid for, more than five quid for a packet. But Unmajestic Podcast is definitely one I recommend. You know, I, some of you might know I also do the Clubside Breakfast Time podcast from time to time with Cosmo G. Spacely. He is gracious enough to allow me as a guest on his show. And when we first heard the Unmajestic, we were like, whoa, man, it's like our... It's like our Scottish equivalents. It's like the dudes in Scotland who are goofing around and having a good time. All right. Um, next topic, Mark Emery. The last podcast, the down at the New Amsterdam, I didn't. I should maybe talked about this more because uh, after recorded, a couple of people were like, what's up with Mark Emery? And they just figured everything would have been sorted out by now. But it's really a tough situation for Mr. Emery and his cohorts. And I took a card and I filled out my card to send to the new justice minister, Vic Toes, um, to say, hey man, you know, what's up with this breach of Canadian sovereignty? But the short version of the story is, as you know, Mark Emery, well, as you may know, Mark Emery uh, sells uh, seeds back to, well, to anyone who orders them. He's got a Mark Emery seed company, and people send in money from wherever, and he sends them seeds. He throws them some seeds in an envelope, puts on a 37-cent stamp, and sends them off. And a tremendous amount of his orders, as you might expect, go to the United States. Now, the... U.S. District Attorney John McKay, who heads up the office based in Seattle, he really took a front to this and figured Emery was this major trafficker, and because of his seeds, he was the cause of all the cotton buds in being grown in the States, which seems a little flattering to, to Emery. And they also have tried to paint him as a, you know, these money laundering terrorist stuff. And as part of these, this goes back to the fascism, you know, there's like there's more of these cooperation agreements now between the DEA and other U.S. law enforcement branches like the FBI and the RCMP and various branches of Canadian law enforcement under the guise of like, oh, we need to do this to protect the people from terrorists and we need to share information and all, all this, right? But instead of like going after terrorists, because remember after 9-11, they're like, oh, all the terrorists entered the U.S. from Canada and most of that turned out to be a load of crap. Um, you know, there's the guy that they caught at Port Angeles coming in from Canada, and, you know, and they're, they're trying to, to paint Canada as like this terrorist sympathizer because Canada doesn't do the racial profiling and shake down the, uh, the folks like the U.S. would like them to. But anywho, they've used this agreements uh, to cooperate with law enforcement to instead of go after people who are damaging uh, society, to go after Emery and his cohorts. Um, as money launders and conspirators and, and they're trying to prosecute me under these RICO laws and this kind of stuff. And, uh, and yes, they are trying to extradite him to the U.S. And no, the Canadian government is not getting him any love. So he's in some serious trouble, right? And he's been making the rounds to the talk shows and the newspapers and everything. And in fact, he was on 60 Minutes. If you didn't see that, you can look it up online. Uh, saying like, hey, you know, I realize this sucks, but I'm willing to take the fall if this helps people understand that cannabis isn't so bad. And um, so he's kind of playing the sacrificial lamb card a little bit, and it's a little bit uh, (coughs) tough to listen to, really. 
but uh, you know Emery has never made any apologies or or ever. But he's also never tried to be real diplomatic about the way he does things. He's you know overgrow the government, grow first and ask questions later, which is admirable and stuff, right? But in my humble opinion, sometimes you need to outplay the man at his own game and infiltrate the system from within to fix the system. But that being said, I encourage each and every one of you to go to cannabisculture.com or freemark.com. I think they have an address. Anyway, look on my website and you can um, make your opinion known to the both the U.S. and John McKay the U.S. District Attorney, who is also the guy that made the big production about finding the tunnel that was going from Langley into Linden across the border that uh, could potentially be used for smuggling stuff. Of course, never uh, they made it seem like this was the first and only tunnel that has ever been built doing that. But, of course, uh, apparently it never read the history of the Underground Railroad or the Canadians there digging out... Uh, from the prison camps in Germany. You know the movie Great Escape? Yeah, I saw the real story about the Great Escape, right? And there was no Stephen McQueen, but there was a bunch of Canadians who were actually like, oh yeah, we'll dig a tunnel, eh? So anyway, John McKay, let him know that you think this is stupid. He's not going to listen to you, but let him know anyway. Vic Toos, T-O-E-W-S, the Justice Minister of Canada, let him know that you think this is ridiculous. Let, uh, you know, if you live in the States, say, hey, you know, this is really disappointing. I'm not going to bring my tourist dollars. They may or may not care. Come up anyway and visit. But, um, you know, get the word out and tell people that, you know, this is stupid and you don't agree with it, man. You know, this is a breach of not only, you know, first of all, the whole thing about selling seeds is ridiculous, right? For him to be treated like a criminal for selling a viable seed to grow a plant that doesn't harm people and has never killed anyone itself, right? Um, is ridiculous, but also that breach of Canadian sovereignty is really dangerous because as soon as Canada extradites Emory, then it's going to start this chain reaction of everyone who does any kind of crime in in the states can no longer feel safe in in Canada. Um, you know, I'm not talking about crimes of conscious consciousness, conscious conscious crimes. Anyway, civil disobedience and such not. Um, including military service evaders and uh, drug war refugees are never going to be safe in Canada, and I think that is bad. And I don't think that's how Canada feels about these kind of people. Canada always been a place that, you know, ha- took pride in in um, not harboring but offering sanctuary to people from around the world who are who are legitimate refugees and and who are persecuted, um, m- even more so than prosecuted, should they be repatriated to their homeland. So. Um, with that in mind, I encourage you to um, read about Mark Emery's thing, whether you love him or hate him or whatever. He's, uh, he's spread a lot of kind about throughout the lands. So give him a hand, man. And also, on that, I mentioned military service evaders. And I'll talk more about this on another um, episode. But, you know, dig, there's, a, like, there's all these people who got suckered into the during the U.S. military because you can get all these benefits for your family and GI Bill and all this stuff, right? And they got shipped off to Iraq, and then they realized, holy shit, dude, I don't want to be here. I don't believe in this. It's ridiculous. They're asking me to commit war crimes, and I don't feel comfortable with this. So they're coming back, and they're skipping out to Canada. And there's a few high-profile cases that have applied for refugee status, but there's a whole bunch more that are just hanging out. So I also encourage you to read up about that. I have a report I did a couple of years ago about it. It's on UncleWeed.net, uh, military service evaders. I did a argument for, yes, they should be extradited. No, they should, be, should not be extradited. Read it. See what you think. All right. The sea bus has arrived. So that's all you get, man. We'll chew on with you later. You've been chewing along with Uncle Weed's Wild Hijinks. Mm-hmm.
This podcast is copyright under the Creative Commons license by me, Dave Thorvald Olson, www.uncleweed.net for details. So stick that in your bong and smoke it.